0: Hi, Alan. Howdy. <laughs> Alan Hill. Our friend Alan
1: Hill is here. This is SlapperCast episode number 33. And Alan Hill, old friend of ours, uh, one of the Houston. Long yeah. yeah. term friend. Yeah. Long term friend, I prefer.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's somebody
1: we've run into many times. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. He wouldn't say it. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say Houston legend. Oh. In that, in that, yeah. in that he's played with the best. He's put together. He, he, you know, he. We were just talking about David Lee Roth. He's Houston's David Lee Roth. In that, he brings. <laughs> he brings apart. part. He doesn't. Yeah, I've never seen him sit on. You know, on a show. I've never seen him. I've never seen him take a show lightly. I've never seen him take. And I, I credit you for that because there's 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 performers and then there's performers mm. and you are you are definitely definitely one of our our, our favorites as far
2: as oh,
0: bringing the show bringing the you know yeah and and of course one thing that we we were. Uh, yapping about a few minutes ago is just our love of houston now alan are you from houston born and raised in houston God, i see i that's it cut paste we got it that's it no <laughs> we uh uh i mean uh i'm not from here and i'm thrilled to find it you know absolutely you know we we, we beautiful we, city yeah beautiful people fantastic yeah everything and best food in the world yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah just uh just just phenomenal i was speaking to my neighbors this morning about they 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 just moved in and uh they're talking about these these you know chain restaurants around here yeah yeah we found what's it you yeah, know they got one of these up the road i go stop <laughs> you just moved in i don't want to be up for murder or assault just listen to me <laughs> i hear here here and here you you know Go get coffee at Catalina. Go get coffee down in the Henderson Heights here, or right. excuse me, the 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 corner store here on the yeah yeah on Henderson. You know, the best Henderson barbe- and Kane. Henderson and mm-hmm. Kane. Thank you. Yeah. The yeah uh, the the best barbecue in town is at my doorstep. Yeah. So my 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 waistline gone. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be. I'm just gonna be rolling and I mean. But anyway, so I I, I was kind of gently slapped them around this morning, saying, "Do not talk to me about chain restaurants." In Houston, mm-hmm. ever you know,
2: yeah. So and that's and that's that's key. And I think it's any business when the owner's there and they've got handwritten signs on the wall. That's their FAQs. They're you know they're <laughs> not they're not taking you to their website. They're you're in their store. And I remember Thelma's Barbecue. Yes, uh, it was just so great. But it was like the questions that everybody asks and not respecting the place. The owner is there. This is owner operator stuff. And if something's not right, they fix it. Today. and uh right now and it stays fixed it's and it's it's an investment in literal ownership and this is an experience this is my livelihood your happiness is directly tied to my ability to live and continue to to serve other people with my offering of whether it's a restaurant or a mechanic and those folks care and yes. You go to a chain and it's you know when it's just a, a math problem yeah they they have a problem with the math. Yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. I couldn't
0: agree more. Um, so we say Houston, he, he, you know, uh, we were talking about the music scene as well, which we are. We, I think we, I don't think we can go a, an episode without talking about our Houston music scene. Please uh, don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. uh, Alan's been involved in and started many, many, many of the bands here in town and uh, played with the, you know, great Houston legends and it just, beyond Houston Legends. I mean, you've played with, you played with some of the absolute, you know, Chuck
2: Berry. And- yeah. Chuck Berry is, uh, you know, at, at the top of the list. And yeah. that was, that was a thrill. That was one, but Archie Bell is Mr. Houston. Houston number one course, hit with yeah. Tighten up yeah. and, uh, Roy head. Yes. Little Joe Washington, uh, mm-hmm. who a lot of folks didn't know, you know, they just saw him as a crazy dude that could play guitar with his tongue, uh, yeah. or his shorts. Uh, yeah. but, uh, Little Joe was, James Brown was freaked out by Little Joe when Joe hit the scene and uh, basically sued his record label and really? bought the record label because he was he considered, you know, in classic economic terms, he was a competitive threat to James Brown. That's, so wow. the top folks took him very, very seriously. And the top players, Texas Johnny Brown and uh, Milton Hopkins and IJ Gosey, those guys that were Duke Peacock players and... Played with Bobby Blue Bland and uh, they all were like there was things they didn't like about Little Joe, but every single one of them respected his musicianship and his playing, and that's what that guy was put on the Earth to do: is to play play music.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he, uh, he passed a few years, years ago, right? He did. It was about uh,
2: three or four years three, ago. Four
0: years, but I because I've I, I actually I saw you play with him, uh, little little um, uh, Alan and I have crossed paths many 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 times and uh, i uh, i was one of the bartenders that opened the continental club yes and uh, of course i knew before that you at l Orbert's days satellite lounge and way before that but uh i did see you play with little joe and again i i, I uh, when we spoke about this off mic earlier uh you know you play bass you play guitar you play the 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 altuba. Uh uh Tuva, yes. I, tuba call, I, call it I call it the Al because uh because the Al Yes. The uh, uh I'm, a little, I'm a little ahead of my my, my words here. But uh yeah, uh, yeah, with the with Polka Pete. Yes. And uh, uh but you know, so I've seen a a zillion configurations of <laughs> and, and, and and again my hat's off because none of these none of these bands came out and sat in their hands. The, Correct. <laughs> all these bands came out with a, with a fire lit.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, and and, and, and I, I just, I love that about, I love that about your delivery. I love that about your packaging, it, you know, in your, in, in, you know, whatever you're presenting, it just, it comes off, it just leaps off and it grabs you. And Alan Oldie's, uh, same thing. I mean, all of them Holy same forever. thing. Yeah, it's it's just it, it's not it's not a um, El Toros. Yes. El Tor- I mean, it, it'll keep coming back. It'll, you know, <laughs> keep, but uh, I mean, all of the it, it, just 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 the catalog, but also that you 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 just never you, you never took a day off. You never took a you know if it was an opening slot, you know, for a, a touring band and something, you know, they better pull the socks up and you know. You know, batting down the hatches because you're going to have to take a hot stage. Yeah, and you know, for we we we've done that before. We've we've had to we've we've had to <laughs> climb onto a stage where, you know, the the, the audience has been assaulted, you know, essentially, <laughs> and and it's and it's really difficult because you got to come out then at a, at a level that uh that. You
2: know, yeah, you just I would, I I I, know, I, 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 I get you on the word, but it, it, it's, it's an exchange of energy. And, uh, and definitely we, you know, with Alan Oldie's band and with David Beebe and L Orbits and, and back in Banana Blender Surprise, it's definitely like this is a, this is a celebration. This is an experience and we're going for it. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's, if it's duct tape and bubble gum, that's what we got. Let's go. I'm mean, going to play a gig with David on, saturday and uh he he was just kind of flew into town and was sharing some equipment and he played hat for two hours with a with one and a half drumsticks and, yeah. then, and then at <laughs> one point the snare drum fell off the snare stand and he was just playing on the floor tom and singing and fixing the snare and yeah. uh keep going so i've seen that yes go with what you got and i yeah you know, we were talking about excuses people have well the crowd's not big enough or the club sound is this or lights or there's something or, you know, everybody has excuses. And and I think the high school football coaches that I had were, were right about how relevant excuses are and how many people have them, (laughs) um, in which body part they correlated to. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's really just, just go in. And I've always taken the approach of it's the people that are in the room that matter. If there's five people in a 500 person club, you give them the whole show. And, uh, and they're going to walk out of there telling four hundred ninety plus people exactly you missed it. Yeah. I was there, and you guys do that with the blackguards too. It's like you can't ignore it, and it's not, uh, and, and you shouldn't ignore it. But and there's so many bands in Houston that do that that just hit hard and do great stuff. And and I say hit hard, you know, it's all rock. But a guy like Matt Harlan uh, is just he's all in, and he's playing quiet and these beautiful, intelligent songs and. And then you get Los Carnales, the Houston Institution, that are just, they're in your face. And it's like, and that's part of the thing is like when you're on stage, uh, and especially as the front man, but even as a side man, understanding how the whole thing works, it's um, you're the dominating energy in the room that creates the spark that the audience says, awesome. When the bartenders are, are dancing and having a great time. And it really is, there's an exchange of energy that starts with the artist, starts with the venue, but Mm -hmm. really it's about the audience. Yeah. And that, and that go, it took years of reading about bands like the MC5 or whatever, you know, legendary bands of saying, this is an energy exchange Yeah, and it's a complete circuit. Yeah. And I, I understood that intuitively, but when I feel it and see it and I've had to explain it to venues and to folks is like the magic is, you know, the right artists will have the right audience with the, with the right venue. That's how the magic happens. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to find all those pieces, but, uh, I've been real fortunate with the folks that, that come to our shows with, uh, for, for years, like they walk out excited. They walk in excited. They walk out with more stories. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Maybe more steps. Yeah. Uh, But they definitely, it's an energy and, uh, and it takes a lot of energy. You know, you, we all work out, uh, so that we can, can provide that. But, you know, I can be beat up physically, emotionally, everything else and get on stage and play for four or five hours without a break Mm -hmm. and just, I'll be exhausted at the end, but I feel like I have more energy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, this goes out and it's because we do receive energy from other people. Yeah. So it's there's not no like question. I don't play for four or five hours without a break in my living room, yeah. Uh, because you know it's like, all right, got it done. Next, yeah. But uh, that that energy and love and 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 it's a celebration, and it, and that's with live music is such the exchange. I mean, there, there's some bands I'm, I'm just like they make great records. I'm going to stay at home and listen to this this record. I want to throw any names out, but it's like if the live show is just trying to re- recreate the record. You're ignoring some of the energy, I think
0: you're, you're, this and, is gold. What, what mm-hmm. we're hearing today, slapper casters, th- this is, this is gold. I mean, this is exactly what I, to, to for, you know, to, to articulate what you've, you, what you've, what you've just articulated, you know, you, the live music experience is right there encapsulated in, 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 in that last sentence. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's, and that's, uh, I love to hear, you know, like we were just gushing about Mark Knopfler and I love to hear show that was so well executed and so well put together and so many hundreds of thousands of hours put into the, you know, the the execution of this. Right. However, the next night we went out and did a show and we, we suffered, (laughs) you know, we suffered not because of the show, but, but again, kind of because of the show, but we, we were behind time and, Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And then we just started playing. And you just hope that, that you know, that uh, my friend Roy Gallery used to say brute force and ag- ignorance would, would, <laughs> would, you know, would, would kind of take over and drive you. But no, it's, it's, you know, you, you got to fight out of that. You got to, you know, you, you got to, um, but, but yeah, I, I, I really, I cannot tell you how much I agree with you, uh, on, on that last, that's, that's gold. That's and, one,
2: ex- and one of the things is it, it it's, it, it is about energy. It's not about perfection. Um, and I Mm. always laugh. I was like, Hey, the symphony plays a lot more in tune and time than I do, but more people dance at my shows. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A lot more. And and I love symphony musicians. I love all kinds of music. It's not a genre thing, but that is the standard of people that, uh, you know, they're playing some of the greatest works ever. And there's a hundred of them and it's, it's a different rigor than, you know, a crazy wild rock, rock and roll band. But, it's still there's an audience that is enthused about that um it It's a feast for the ears.
0: yeah and yeah, and um we've we've also we've been you know rapping about our 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 you know live music and the the scene here in Houston, and uh we have uh we have great news in that uh, our friend Alan Hill has a brand new record yes right. indeed <laughs> and we we were we were just listening to it on uh Friday. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Friday well, that's good. Cool. Let's split the difference. You listen <laughs> yeah. to it both days. <laughs> well, I'd like to say that we did, but Friday, I didn't get it till Saturday. But yeah, we heard it <laughs> on Saturday. And uh, I got to tell you, the energy is pushed through those yeah. speakers. The energy really is. that we were just talking about and everything that you just said, I know that you're not lying
1: because I heard it. <laughs> Thank you. So, you recorded this with our, with Paul Beebe, as yeah. we previously mentioned. Yeah, mentioning. BB Gun Paul, Studios. Paul was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and who else played? Was it all recorded live there? Or was it-
2: uh, Well, it, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, it, it was living people that recorded all the parts. Sure. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul Beebe is, you know, it, and it's, and it's a community too with the, with the Houston music community. There's a respect of people that are, um, in the trenches doing it night in night out and, it, and it's longevity and you know blaggers are one of the r- longest running bands in houston mm-hmm. alan oldies band, it's 23 years and yeah, you know geez. that's that's a oldies forever is, yeah is a promise to myself you know, yeah it, it sounds great in the uh you know so you in, must have started the band when you medias. were
0: 20 years old uh, yeah,
2: yeah 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 early <laughs> early 20s yeah. uh wow so uh mid-20s actually Mid- but uh yeah, it's it's this beautiful community and in respect and in different styles, but it's like if you put in the hours, it shows, and it, and it is a little club of folks that are doing it, and some folks are going out like Little Joe, yeah. Uh, some folks are coming in. That's like if if there's a desire and willingness to jump in and go for it, yes. Um, that's key, and you got to love all the experience of it. Uh, Danny Barnes, who was in the Bad Livers, wrote one of the best things I've ever seen on life and live music, it's like, here's, you know, number one, you know, money problems, like all, all these things. was like, if, you, if if any one of these three things doesn't discourage you from a life in the arts, read these other 75. And it's all spot on, but it's always coming back to how is the art? How is the art? And um, it, it, it's a great, I'll, t- I'll send you guys the link. It's a, I've sent it to people that aren't in the music business, like, here's how you're an independent. Uh, it's your job to go create things. So Paul Beebe, uh, you know, I guess, I guess yeah, with the album, I've known Paul since he was you know, 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he's a brilliant musician. And as mm-hmm. an engineer, um, he's great because he knows the technical side of it, but he also really understands the live feel. Yes. and And that's so important. So with All Over the Map... Uh, the process was, hey, we're we're tracking. Really, if Eric, Eric Hughes, Eric C. playing drums on yeah. every single track, right. uh, just brilliant. I mean, Eric, Eric would read the lyrics and place the his space and in, in, in composition. I've I've worked with Eric for fifteen plus years, and I just it's like I'm hearing a new drummer because it was original. It's original music, yes. But also, I'm hearing him as a composer. And not in the moment, you know, with mixing and overdubs and all that stuff. So we'd get a track that we felt good about. I played bass on just about all the songs, except one that Jim Hinkle played bass on. And I was like, it's time to walk away from the painting. It's, you know, it was men as a placeholder, but what he played was so beautiful. I was just like, that's done. Uh, Yeah. So, but capture the live feel. How do we, how's the energy? If there's a mistake in there, do we like it? Or do we not, yeah. you know, if it's a train wreck, you know, next. But, um, I mean, most of the songs on the, on the record, we probably played three or four times and were like, let's move on. But before we moved on, this was something that I, uh, I just, uh, I did because I wanted everything to fall into place. I was playing bass, playing guitar, played surfboard on a song, mm-hmm. uh, played piano on a song. So I was really experimenting with a lot of different things. And, um, but I said, you know, I this feels good as a bass player uh, of cutting the, the track. But I'd say, before we move on, you know, let's pick the track. Let me sing it. Uh, I'm going to sing the song to make sure that the words fall right at this tempo and, and that it feels right. And we used a lot of those vocals in the final mixes because I was so in the moment of, like, we got it. Yes. And and that comes through in my vocals. Um and that's uh was a huge growth thing for me and i think i'll i'll unless i'm doing an album pure live to two track i think i'll always have that let's capture the energy if we need to do some overdubs we can but yeah um and especially with this record it's the first solo record i've ever done yes uh el toros we did original tunes but i felt that was more the stage act was defined and we were really just, we were documenting and I'm, I'm proud of that record. Yeah. But this is music that people hadn't really heard before and, and are just now hearing. So it was a bit and, of a moving target.
0: Yeah. yeah and, 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 and a, a, a real big departure too, from, from what we're used to Alan Hill. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, again, we've seen you, you know, seen you hundreds of times. But we. This is this is different, and, and uh, so Eric C. Hughes on drums. Yes. Uh, Blackguard fans will know that we that he sat in with us a few times. We even mm-hmm. grabbed him and took him up the Midwest because we. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, uh, Good guy to have in the van, and, and an even better guy to have on stage. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. An absolute beast. And uh, Pete
2: Gordon. Yeah, Pete Gordon plays on the record. Uh, um uh landis armstrong uh who's in austin he played with el orvis for a long time and uh some great soul bands king soul and atlantic soul review and uh tour with paula nelson for many many years uh just a phenomenal guitar player and and great guy and uh it's so much common ground and then jim hinkle was was the glue so i really he wasn't at all the sessions but he would come in and whether it was mixing or hearing something, he'd say, well, the only two things I'd change about this album are, and my ears were just wide open. Yes. <laughs> He's like, this song needs farfisa, You know, this song needs, you know, that guitar needs a little less treble on it. And I, you
0: know, I, I think again, to, 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 uh, to kind of hammer down the, 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 the pieces here, uh, Jim Hinkle, uh, another, You mean, talk about a a Houston legend. We're going to
2: need five. uh, We're going to need at least five episodes to talk about the greatness of Jim Hinkle. Yeah. There's, (laughs) there's, there's no, uh, there's nobody as humble as
0: Jim Hinkle. Yeah. There's nobody as talented as you see. I I always say that I would make t-shirt if I could play like Jim Hinkle, I would make t-shirts up and I would, Walker, you know, I'm advertised <laughs> if I'd take out billboards on on this, I, I would. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not shy about that. I would absolutely do that. You don't. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll run into him at the, at the shop and I go, "Hi, Patrick Devlin." I go, "Hi, Jim hank How are you?" You know, and he's yeah. the most unassuming. Thing. And then you put him on guitar or bass or or keys or, but just just give him an instrument and just let him go. And yeah. he's and ah, it just. You know, it, it, it was,
2: it's so exciting to, to absolutely. And and Jim has, and, and Eric and Landis and all the, all the core guys and around the Continental Club. Um, it, we understand like the group aspect of it. And Jim is a master at, I'm the glue. You play this, you play this. And then he'll come in and he'll play the part that puts them together. Uh, the, the single, I, I don't know if I've, I, I've told this story. I don't I can't recall if I've told it Jim, but uh the single from the record 2 gigs and a one way ticket to Amsterdam. Um it, it after the first few sessions I was writing songs and if Eric was available and Paul was available I'd say book it and then figure out who's going to play. Um and Jim came in and uh his rhythm guitar part when we were tracking it I was you know not angry is the wrong word but I was just like what is going on here? You know, it's like the, I just, I, I was frustrated. I was also trying to realize the vision that I had in my head. So it was this is very much on me, not on Jim, but my perception. And then I added one other guitar in and his part just like popped out. And then we added Farfisa and then we added piano and and other stuff. And it was just like, he knew the whole time where this thing was going in a way that I didn't. Uh, And it took me, his part made me go. And it was like, you know, seventies roadhouse, Fender Strat, like, you know, Delbert McClinton, very few people play guitar that way anymore, but it's just got such a cool groove and such a cool town sound. And I mean, Paul and I were like, it's like, man, I don't know about this guitar track. He's like, yeah, it does sound pretty terrible by itself, but and I'm talking about sonically, the playing is genius, but that sonically, it was just like, what's going on? But it's mm-hmm. the more things got added in, it just found this awesome place. And Jim, I had heard the song maybe once or twice and was like, okay, you know, I, the only direction I gave him was, you know, I'd, uh, you know, we start at 11 and bring a strat. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the record is all over the map, all over the
0: map and the uh the and it's a great title the the songs are not like i said we're not what i was i don't know what i was expecting i don't know what i was expecting but i i, I was also not expecting to have my hair brushed by the sound coming out of this you know the i mean blown back let's say well, brushed sounds like brushed. yes
2: it's it's perfect for all you beauty operators yeah. out
0: there <laughs> yeah it was it, you know like i said the energy the the songwriting the road trip. Uh, yeah, yeah, road trip. Yeah. Yeah. So we were blown away, literally, figuratively. Great. By thank the, you. Yeah. It, uh, you know, you just,
2: too can be uh, slapper casters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You yeah. want
0: to hear what the blackguards listen to in the van. So, so what do you, what do you, uh, so where, where do we find this record?
2: Well, offline, you can find it at Sigs Lagoon and Cactus Music and Vinyl Edge and Houston uh anton's record shop in austin and waterloo and groover's paradise and cool uh david Beebe's selling it at bad hombres his restaurant in marfa, marfa texas Fantastic! Uh, you know, nice. uh, yeah, uh, are you going but, out there to play uh yeah eventually uh yeah. we're doing the bb sing psalm show in november in marfa so uh i don't know if the the all over the map band's gonna make it Speaking out there of but, yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah but yeah the all over the map uh did wind up it, it was the working title, and it just the more I got into it there's songs about traveling uh it's different genres there's different emotional content it's and
0: honest I tell you something, I've started to uh i I'm way 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 more excited than I should be because <laughs> the you know the we we, we we started off on the wrong foot we started talking about Houston when you came in, so I just <laughs> you know. Yeah, anyway, Houston's yeah, always yeah, a great thing yeah, to talk about it absolutely is, but i'm I'm it, you know. Excited to have you here and all that. But uh, the, the, the honesty in the, in the record, that's what came through to me as well. It's not what I'm completely guilty of right now. I'm, I'm in the process of putting my workstation together. And some of the songs are just leaning a little too heavy into this area that I'm, just, I'm not comfortable in. I don't know it. I didn't get that for a second on Thank all you. over the map. Yeah. I got, I got brutal honesty, yeah. raw emotion. I got that, I'm, I'm, you know, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a cliche. It may sound cliche, but it's not a, I, I, that's not, that, that's, that's, that was born of,
2: you know, my first impression of the, of the record. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that's obviously very purposeful. when I was writing these songs and uh, just, um, I, I kind of, I had a few experiences that made me think, you know, this is, this is going to be different. I have an opportunity as a guy that's known for covers to come in from basically out of nowhere, but with, with a great band, with a great engineer and producer and, uh, you know, great friends in the community to, to jump in. And I I just said, you know, and as John Lomax, dubbed me Houston's minister of fun in an album review, uh, years ago. And I was like, Yeah. That's cool. You know, life is a celebration and, and, and get with it. There's, I I focus on the, on the positive and, you know, negative stuff is out there, but I'd much, there's enough coverage of that everywhere else. So the joy and the honesty, but I kind of saw myself in a unique position of if I was vulnerable and am known as a, as a good times guy, which I am, um, it shows, I think my hope is that that gives some people some strength and, and uh, support and inspiration when, when they need it. You know, yeah. everybody has down times and uh, it's how you pick yourself up and, and get going. And uh, so the best way for me to do that was just to be uh, absolutely honest. And, uh, you know, talking about the the recording process, there's one of the songs that I thought uh, I was like, I just got to sing this the first night. I can't I can't think about having this way over me um, the the whole time. Uh, and then I wound up writing a song that was even more difficult to sing. Uh, Fall Out of Love um, was a tune that yeah, I, I was just in this wonderful creative space and uh, came up with that and just kind of thought, wow, you know, like how do I, you know, what's, what's Eric, what's Eric going to think when I said to the demo? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Eric was like, man, it sounds like Teenage Fan Club. And uh, it was the second time that weekend someone had compared it to Teenage Fan Club, and I I had heard of the band, but I started looking them up, and it's like, wow, this is my new favorite band, and coming from radically different places. Yeah, I've never, I'm not familiar with them yet. uh, They've they've tried this concept of a four piece rock and roll band from Liverpool that writes pop songs. What? And uh, absurd. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're great. I think they. I mean, they their heyday was probably '90s, uh, but they they just did a tour, and it's a fantastic band. Uh, Pure pop songs and and rough and you know raw and the, you know feedback and miscords. they're not afraid of any of that get the energy I so liked them already <laughs> um so he eric was very very complimentary and i was coming from a vulnerable spot so it was almost like hey what, you know what but uh that one turned out great and um it took me about a month to sing it uh just you know i wasn't singing for 30 days straight but i was so wrapped in the emotions of the song that i felt like and i but I also knew like the delivery of this is key. And, um, I'm sounding mopey. I, I think it was a, a beautiful relationship with a beautiful person that ended. Um, and I thought, you know, it ended with respect and kindness and love. And I just was like, I'm not pining like now, but my dilemma is how the hell do I fall out of love with you? Like even breaking up was, was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> done, done with kindness, you know? What a and, great, uh, oh. and so, uh, I'd I'd been down and was singing and I just said to Paul, I was like, man, you're just going to have to piece it together. I think I'm getting worse the more I'm doing it. And uh, then um, it just had a, a, a beautiful night's sleep and I actually saw a pure white light uh, that woke me up in a very cool way. And uh, I woke up with a huge smile, and I called Paul. And I think you guys were recording that day. I was like, "Oh, really? Hey, what time can I get in there? I can finally sing the song with a, with a smile." Wow! And um, went and um, uh, you know I basically prepped for it by putting on my best suit and getting some fly- flowers and a uh, eating a chocolate bar and having a quadruple espresso. <laughs> and then I was ready to sing that song, and that's the vocal take that that wound up on the record. Cool. So <laughs> singing Luxury. it with a smile it was a touching, beautiful relationship. And, uh, and that was the hardest song to sing, um, emotionally and technically, but I, I, I'm very proud of how it turned out because it's, it's presented as like, Hey, there's, there's some sadness here, but there's so much joy. And, and that's what we have and find the positive in anything. And you're, you're on the right track in my opinion.
0: That's, that's beautiful. That's, I love to hear that. I, well, I, 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 you know, and
2: I will tell you, I know you drink a lot of coffee. When's the last time you had a quadruple espresso? Um, that's a good question, but <laughs> you, too long. If you don't remember, like i I still like, I feel i have residual from February on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I don't drink coffee outside the house because I'm disappointed
2: <laughs> nice. so regularly, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like black coffee and I don't like, I don't like to see through it. I don't like to, uh, you know, I, I'm, 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 you have to chew. I don't, you know, it has to be so, well i'll tell you the best coffee i'll tell you who has the best espresso around here by a long shot let me know it's catalina yeah catalina's great catalina and henderson and kane they're i i don't they're, they're not up to catalina level yet but it's approaching they're pretty so good they're, yeah. no, they're, 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 I, I didn't say that yeah, yeah they're, they're uh you had you had the uh, americana the other day right
1: yeah 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 you we were we were just leaving for a show and I hadn't had any coffee. And I was like, "Can we swing by Catalina?" And you're like, "What about this place?" I'm like, "Oh, really?" So yeah, I, I had no idea they had coffee there. I'd never been inside uh, since, the, right. since they opened. And yeah. I walked in. There's like, whoa, this is
0: cool." But, again, but yeah, it was really good. Yeah, we're 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 constantly pushing local, and we're constantly pushing local coffee, and we're constantly pushing Houston. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's it's such a joy to speak to you about that now. But before I forget, because when you mentioned coffee, now I'm going to talk about. But, but uh, <laughs> are we going to see this? Are we going to see the? Are we going to see this album live? Are we going to see the?
2: Yeah, the uh, there's there's several opportunities in Houston. the The official release show is at at home, the Continental Club, uh, eight o'clock on Saturday, September fourteenth. Thirty seven hundred Maine. Thirty seven hundred Maine. And uh it's just beautiful to see what's happened over there in the yes. last twenty years and um and then we're playing at uh, Cactus Music on the twenty first at eleven thirty. Is that a St. Arnold's production? Uh, it is, yeah. Fantastic. And then we're playing later that night in Austin at uh, oh. at the Continental Club up there. Let then we also say too uh-huh. about the which I which I know you know, I just
0: uh um the cactus uh records and tapes and shepherd uh, just off shepherd mm-hmm. uh, that is one of the best non-live music venues mm-hmm. yeah. around i just again hats off to quinn and the gang down there because that is it you walk in and it's unassuming and it's you know and it's filled with cds and records and tapes and great
2: discoveries
0: d- d- discoveries and, exactly. and people
2: looking to discover the magic of music and and those in-stores are really really awesome i've seen steve earl in there rodney crowd played a few weeks ago and it was it was awesome yeah they had one microphone and it was like four guys maybe they had two microphones but it was like you know go stand next to the mic it was so old school stand next to the microphone if you're gonna if you're gonna take a solo and uh and rodney was singing basically off mic so it, it, the crowd was just totally silent and it was gave it the the music a a room to breathe and beauty and nice and purity too you know like live live sound can be tricky and a lot of times it's overdone but it's a great reminder of like this all started pre-electricity yeah you know yeah and uh yeah the the famous line muddy waters you know is is you know electrified the blues and some scholar i picture it you know some brit you know in the 60s when all that was going on like Oh, Mr. Watchers, how did you have the inspiration and, uh, you know, insight to change the world of rock and roll and music by, by going electric? And you're like, people couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> so the answers are many times much simpler yes. uh, than, than yeah. and, uh, you know, one thing I do, uh, uh it, it's been a new experience on this record is doing a couple of videos. Um, that, and that was, uh, I was laughing with buddies. It's like, you know, I never sat around. Like we'd all talk about like, what guitar is he playing or what guitar is she playing? You know, what is this? What are those notes trying to, you know, crack the code to the actual music, but yeah, lip syncing is hard yeah. in front of a camera. <laughs> yes, I, was it is. Like, I was like, yeah, I never thought to ask my buddies how they do that. You know, but yeah. it's like, here he goes. And, you know, certainly they had bigger, bigger budgets and production staff and more time and all that. But is it, do it yourself, or is like you know, we get Jason? as a master with the camera and editing. Is like, all right, yeah. I'm going to sing the song twelve times to Jason <laughs> when it's a hundred degrees outside and I'm wearing a suit.
0: Yeah, that makes but, me think
2: of uh, in the '70s uh, Rolling
1: Stones. I know there's other bands have done this too. That sometimes when they film the video, they'll have the arrange to have the backing tracks, mm-hmm. but they'll sing a new live vocal just for yeah. that video. I know, I know, the Stones did that for. Um, I think it was. Uh, my God, what's that country song that's on in
2: Uh, sweet Virginia. No, no, I'm thinking of, uh, I, I know the one you're talking the, about. The jokey one it. that's yes. on, yeah. s- On some I girls. I was listening to gospel music yeah, on yeah. the radio you, you station. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Mick Jagger trying to be a Texan. How could you, you, you know. lip sync that one?
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's why they, I don't know, but they, they have several videos like that. Yeah. That period. And, yeah.
2: uh, but it was, it was a new area to express myself artistically and the visual side of it. And, uh, The video for two gigs and a one-way ticket to Amsterdam was, it's turned out great. Check it out on the YouTubers if you haven't already. Yeah, we'll put a link to it. And, um, you know, that song was about looking forward to going to Europe to play with my buddies The Twang and Braunschweig. uh, But then those are the courses. It's looking forward to the future and the verse is what happened. So there's kind of a fun play with time. And, and Jason, you captured that perfectly. Uh, I was like, you know, I want part of it to see what, you know the stereotype of what my daily life must be uh off stage and you know with with the travel log uh but we just finished uh today the video for fanny pack i noticed you had uh, a big
0: beautiful yeah i noticed you
2: guys don't have your fanny packs out (laughs) visible i know you have them Cause I, you're busy and you use your hands a lot exactly. You have, exactly. You no know, tuners or toothbrushes or whatever you got to keep up with. I'm
0: proud to say that I'm wearing mine I, right now, but nobody can see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the Fanny Pack video shoot was super fun. It just had a great gang of folks, uh, you know, uh, sent out and said, Hey, keep it, keep it quiet until it hits. But, uh, you know, Fanny Pack festive is uh is the attire and people showed up and (laughs) aerobics outfits from the 80s yeah there's a guy that was all and covered in blue painted his skin blue uh (laughs) and it's really really fun and it just it really captured the like uh, the the video i'm excited for people to see it and hear the song of course but it it, like once it's all done you can kind of see uh you can see a direction when you're moving forward but when it's finished you have the opportunity to look back i was like this captures the knucklehead scene in Houston of you know, beautiful people that are just like, I'm in. Let's do this. And it's, you know, everybody jumped in the deep end and uh, created the fanny pack dance. And uh, it's just a really cool thing. So That's I'm so cool. Uh, I'm excited about it. We shot it at, at the big top and various locations that for legal reasons, we can't disclose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody'll probably recognize them. So, you yeah. know, fair enough. DIY, yeah. baby. <laughs> you love it. I love it. it.
1: reminds me a little bit of uh d- just as far as creating an event, um uh the jalapeno
2: pancake shows that oh, we've yeah. done
1: with the, with Alan Oldies. Yeah. Do y'all still do that? Those oh yeah. no shows, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's uh so the jalapeno pancake, it's a Mojo Nixon extravaganza at South by Southwest. Oh. We're at we it last or this year was our twentieth year of doing it. Yeah. And uh we start at ten in the morning at the yeah. Continental Club. Uh, every Saturday of South by Southwest and uh, Pete and I were out seeing the new Duncan Imperials and the oldies band used to play uh, uh, on a sidewalk next to Guero's uh, tacos on South Congress in front of a a great place called Rue's Antiques. And we'd have three hour shows and, and and those things just went, went nuts. We've met people from all over the world and uh, met great friends through music and, uh we were laughing it's like well you know, those shows will be three hours no breaks and um like we're only playing for 45 minutes at 10 in the morning so the joke became get there at nine thirty, and uh steve wertheimer actually i said yeah we'll, we'll play a breakfast show and uh and i'll bring pancakes in it but i need something to put in there and steve wertheimer just instantly said jalapenos <laughs> and uh it's been a huge huge deal the new york times wrote about us a few years back uh for being at that south by southwest show and and there's a line uh there was we got to the point when that friday afternoon gig uh stopped i'd pick up jim at six in the morning we'd drive in and each year i think oh this is gonna be the one where it goes belly up and it was raining and gray and we pull up to the continental club about eight thirty in the morning and there was already a line of people getting rained on to get in uh, wow. to the show. And we have special lines for people with badges, uh, folks without badges, uh-huh. to get in first. And, nice, uh, the way it, it should be. Yeah, yes. and, and for many years, it was the the rock and roll marathon of there'd be industry folks back when that was such a thing that would stay up all night. They're like, if I can just, I got to have some pancakes. Yeah, I got to <laughs> have some pancakes and a Bloody Mary, then I can chill out during the day and then it'd also be buddies from college that had gone jogging with their kids and you know had had their coffee and hanging out like yeah of course this is great to see a show at 10 a.m yeah so uh it, it's that's been a real thrill and it's uh you know we've, we've had some great standing gigs it's like we have like four or five new year's eves every year and yeah. uh the nine thirty show you know there's mugs printed up 8 30 the new nine thirty, and folks start lining (laughs) up at seven in the morning now yeah and the club's at capacity at 10 a.m that's amazing and and it's been great met so many so many beautiful people through music and that's that's another huge theme that i realized that developed with the record is uh is that heroes turned into friends through music like pete gordon when I, i first moved i moved to austin uh only place i've ever lived outside of houston um for college and pull up and I'd heard great things about the Neptunes and then they're on the radio and I see them at the hole in the wall and Pete and I have been buddies ever since and uh those guys were my heroes and Archie Bell's another great example of like growing up with Titan Up and, you know, we talk pretty frequently, do a ton of shows together and it's like, hey, we're we're family. Yeah. And uh and that's a great thing of the community of, of live music and live music in Houston and, and people come from all over the country, musician buddies Uh, that we know and um, last weekend was Thomas's 50th birthday and there's people in from all over the country it was like this is extremely unique Um, just the scene we have around the Continental Club it's the same players but the bands are fundamentally different light rock's different than disco which is different than oldies which is different than Beatle Mm -hmm. but it and from different from the polka band but it's basically one person's in charge of creating and selling the concept and everybody else like yeah, that's right. We don't have a polka band. In fact, that's how I found out about the polka band. Pete sent me a text and said, We're starting a polka band. Next text was, You're playing tuba. And, um, and I said, Replied back with two tags. Well, I'm in. Yeah. Who's got a tuba? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a back alley deal to get, to, to get a, uh, a very excellent dented tuba that's, uh, played in front of over a million people. So with the uh, world series parade in 2017, yeah. that was just a huge thrill with the Altuve Polka and, um, community is we, we need it now more than ever. And music offers good times and, and great people. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of audience members and fans have have become great friends yeah. and, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. And, and you just pick up folks in these orbits and yeah. it, and it's just great. It's like, wow, how grateful am I that, i get to play for a living yeah yeah Mm
0: -hmm. well also you're 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 not typical period that's the end of that sentence you're not typical that's just all right so thank you yeah let's let's establish that but you also then that's how you approach uh your the structure and and i i use that word lightly with you because (laughs) i mean that and i hope this is coming off as a great compliment because it is the the Going to play at nine a.m. and going to get you know get out there and do that, do what you do, and then you know and and yeah we're going to take a we're going to take a sharp left there or we're going to go way back here or we're going to go far over here I don't care where you're going to go but wherever you're going to be it's going to be an original it's going to be one of a kind and you just can't you, you can't um you can't you you just can't go see this every day you you know you you, you know this is this is a wonderful unique. And I'm, I'm talking about your new record. I'm talking about your, your Alan Oldies. I'm talking about you can go out and, you know, as a, as a, as a fan, as a music, you know, uh, fan, you can go out and you can see something completely unique. And this, and that, I, I, that's why I, I just, uh, I, I thought it was amazing to, to talk to you about this. Um, just your ability to, to, to find those niches and to, to, to create them, not find them, to, to create them and build on that. Yeah, that's just that's that's I, I
2: just I just wish more people would do that. <laughs> well, a lot of it's it's jumping in. I mean, it, it seems fairly routine now. And uh, but years ago, I mean, I was I was the bass player and um, I didn't sing in bands. Um, but then I started putting bands together I as I wanted to sing more and knew the only way that I'd really dedicate myself to it is putting myself out in public. So I'd start bands so I could learn to front a band uh, learn how to sing. And then I would kind of always build on a strength of I'm playing the bass. Now I'm singing. And then with the oldies band of, uh, for many years, I didn't play an instrument in the band and was just out, you know, okay, this is what it's like to be with L orbits. How do I sit? How do I stand still on stage? Um, uh, and and we're, I think a a common tide, all the, the, the folks around the continental club is we're game for it. And everybody has a, 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 a a dominant skill set, but we're all ready to jump in and, and enjoy the process of improving and going up the learning curve. And uh, so that you really do improve. And David's become a tremendous bass player. Uh, He learned to play drums. He played with banana blender when Conrad would sing Neil Diamond songs. And uh, it was the first drummer in the Alan Oldies band. And, you know, it's just kind of like jump in, you got good musicians. And I think everybody's born to play one instrument. Uh, for me, that's bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where most of the training was and most of the practice. But it's my world view when I'm playing surfboard. I'm thinking like, how does the guitar? You know, how what? How would a bass player do this? Right. Singing? How does a bass player do it? Yeah. Do this? And bass players put people together, uh, you know, drums and and melodies and that sort of thing. But uh, like we all just you know, there's kind of a willingness like this is preposterous. No would I. Nobody would do this. So we've got to
0: yes yes,
2: <laughs> and it's 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 jump in and there's an energy that sustains it and uh you know if we miss the song ending we stole this one from evan johns i went hey it don't matter songs over anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, so it's about that energy yeah. and, and there's and there's beautiful moments in that and, and that's and,
0: it that's the rock and roll attitude right there in that thing that you know yes yeah you, know, you know the the perfectionist <laughs> will say you know the, you know, the beginning, the end of the song, that's all that matters, you know, because that's what, and yes, that's true to a, a fact, but yeah, you mow it down and it's, you know, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back and overdub it live? Uh, right. Oh, no, that's the sh- That's rock and roll, man. Hit it and own it. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, the, 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 show after the Mark Malfour, uh show for me was the roughest I've seen in played in years but at the same time we were still we were surrounded by people that we like yeah not just a great audience but people that we really like you know a lot yeah. of people and the staff that we really like and the place that we like and and it was so fun you know you leave there like you say you know with four hours we, I, i'm excited wired, yeah I'm, I'm fired up
2: yeah you know well yeah. and it's also you know digging in it's like you know if everything's perfect all the time and it always goes that way it's it's hard to appreciate that the high points but i I find gigs with the oldies man and rarely I probably haven't used a set list in twenty years in that band and it's you know, what's going, what's working and it and it's going, but I'm always looking for that moment that's gonna bust the the night wide open. Yes. And sometimes that can be even tougher in the most ideal circumstances, like, wow, the sound is perfect, you know, the volume's perfect like everything's yeah. here, the crowd's doing great, like, huh, you know, like what, what do I need <laughs> I need to cut off my right foot or something to make this gig yeah, 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 really yeah. interesting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is that kind of, and it's, it's like at the point where, where traction happens and the, and the night explodes or, or the morning depending on what it is. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's just, it's sticking in there of like, this is going to come through, you know, I kind of picture this, you know, guys digging out of prison, like, just keep going, keep going. And then you see the light and it's like, Oh yeah, we were going the right way. Yeah. But, uh, it's, and it's all a blast. And, and sometimes uh, with Alan Oldies first record, uh, Live and Delirious on WFMU, it was straight to two track and uh, it was early in the morning. We'd played opening for Link Ray at Asbury Park uh, the wow. night before, slept in the radio station studio and just got up and went and um, I heard it online and uh, then we played a five and a half hour show. Later that night, and David and I listened to it from, from our homes and when it streamed online, and uh, David called and he goes, well, what'd you think? And uh, he was like, how did we sing that night? And I said, <laughs> man, uh, who knows? But uh, I said, I think it's cool, man. That That's definitely us with no filter. And um, so I, I was pleased with it. And then uh, Joe Belock, the host of the Three Chord Monty Show on WFMU, Sent me a CD of it and I listened to it over a real stereo and I just kinda thought, Wow, man, this is warts and all. I don't think anybody else would put this record out, which is exactly <laughs> why <laughs> it, why it needs to come out. And uh and that one did better than our studio, you know, as far as sales and, and impact, uh, did better than our, our studio album, which I'm also really proud of. It yeah. was recorded at Sugar Hill and you know I was kind of careful I was like people were like you want to leave that in there I was like listen to the last record <laughs> Yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah uh, So, but it but that really was just a pure energy thing that just we, we the, the everything lined up of like this you know guys starting songs in the wrong key and then it comes back together I mean it was <laughs> it was everything but it was just rolling through the whole time so uh, that rock and roll has to be fun. It has yeah. to. And it yeah. has to be raw and it has to be honest.
0: And that's what we that's the, I think that's been the, the underlying thing all, all you know, t- today, especially, you know, it's, if it's not raw and it's not honest, it's not loud, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you, you, really, you really are. I mean, we just, we, we, we constantly harp about, I, I cannot say it enough, but everybody has to go out and see live music. Everybody has to go out. You just owe it to yourself. You yeah. owe it to yourself to go out and see live music. You're not going to hit every time. You're not going to, you know. It's a it's a far better odds than it is going to be in Vegas. You know, yeah. at the, you know, yeah. You,
2: and live music, and you know, and, and no discount to movies, but uh, I've always kind of, uh, yeah. For me, it's like it, it's it's an interactive experience with the band. It's always changing, whereas a movie, you know, there, there's craft and art in that, and, I, and and I appreciate it. But people see the same movie all over the world. And you go sit and you interact with it, and, that, and that's a certain level of interaction. But nobody's hopping on the screen, yeah. you know? Nobody's mm-hmm. eating peanut butter, you know, from the singer's hand, yeah, uh, on on a on a movie screen. And uh, with live <laughs> yeah. music, it's that that's how it is. It's a different experience, every time, yeah. Every time yeah, you know, uh, it, even if you have the same arrangements and everything, like there's yeah. there's an energy in the room that wow, this one was 20 clicks faster tonight, and yeah. let's make it 40 clicks faster tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it was slowed down. You know, yeah. It's just like that's the, the vibe and the atmosphere and the energy. All those things create a different show. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing several nights in a row at the Continental Club, which I've done a handful of times, every show is different. Every show and, is different. And, yeah. and every show is different, so there's always something new with live music. Yeah, yeah. And then your new record definitely just
1: bleeds that that whole attitude just completely which i think we already touched on but yeah it really it really does
2: yeah thanks uh it was uh it was a joy to create and went through the uh uh the full cycle of being up at four in the morning and screaming at cows in the uh in the uh in the country and that's when i went to to do my demo recordings and i realized later after that you know mini meltdown which only cal saw i was by myself in the country (laughs) five guitars and you know keyboards and a drum machine which is more fun than a metronome yes Uh, but Mm -hmm. uh i realized i've taken these songs i'm not making perfect demos what i'm doing is showing these songs to the guys that are gonna gonna breathe the life into them that i can't yes and um that was like Eric would, he was like, what do you want me to play on this? You want me to play, play with the demo. I was like, you're the drummer, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And, uh, like I, I think a key to being a great man, I think of being a great team is get great people and then stay out of their freaking way. God, <laughs> like, why would I limit your choices with my inability? You're the one that spent thousands of hours <laughs> playing drums, uh, or, you know, or guitar, whatever. Like I, i I can help set some parameters, but you know, it's it, while my name is on the record and it's a solo record, I very much consider it a band thing because guys like Eric and Landis and everybody that played on it, uh Luba Dvorak, who's the sound guy at yeah. the Continental Club. Yeah, yeah, you know, Luba. Amazing songwriter. Just a great, great guy. And I really uh we had I'd known him just, you know, working shows. Hey, sounded great, sounded great. All right, next Sounded great. Sounded great. Uh, uh, always you know, respected his work, and uh, but getting to know him and and hear his songs, and just jumping in. I mean, it, it really is the like, hey, stay out of the way. If you get great people, just jump in and uh, and go and uh, and put yourself on it. You know, it's uh, like make it distinct and make it stand out. And,
0: uh, and the, speaking of the live show, too. To, so, do we know who's going to be playing for the?
2: Yeah, the, the core band is uh, for the live shows. Mark Riddell is playing bass. And, incredible uh, player. Um, yeah, he's yeah. such such a great guy. What and, a nice guy. Uh, yeah. And it, he's, he's a huge find and a great friend. He started playing with the Alan Oldies band, and uh, he just jumped in. He, he applied himself and learned like 100 songs in you know, three or four weeks. And uh, it, it, Alan Oldies band, is, you know, the songs can be simple, but because there's no set list and I'll... Yeah. It's a wild show. It's like, go, 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 go. And it's like, nah, you know, it's not, it's all got to be top of mind. And Mark really put in the investment and, uh, he's one of my favorite players and one of my favorite people. And, um, and he's, he's doing an awesome job on it. So, uh, great guy works his tail off, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's the recipe, have fun, work on your craft and, uh, and be cool. Yeah. yeah, and 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 work your tail off, and he's, and you he, get he's, the rewards.
0: Yeah, he he he's rock and roll too. That that guy is just rock and roll to the core. Yeah, and he's just you know there's 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 great players and they're not really rockers. You know what I mean? They're, <laughs> they're not that guy. That guy is he, he's 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 rock and roll. Of course, Eric C Hughes. Of yeah, course. Eric yeah. C Hughes on, on the drums. drums,
2: and uh and then Landis Armstrong is uh, on guitar, and uh, I'm playing guitar, and uh the piano song I'm playing piano on, but we're gonna go with the power quartet yes and, and rocket you know i told the guys like we're capturing the energy from the record we're not trying to recreate it note for note and yes you know we're not going to bring in eight guitar players for this song yeah you know, it's it's us and let let's let's capture the energy capture the structure and you know have fun and uh i'm really really excited about hearing different versions of the songs after, after mixing and yeah uh in that part of the process i told my sister and uh uh about it and she's like how's it coming i was like well i listened to that to the mixes yesterday and it was fun it didn't feel like there was work so that tells me i've got something you know i'm done with that piece yeah yeah and it and it is you scrutinize yourself and you're under the microscope in really really intense ways uh and it's it's great work but um it, the first time i listened to it, it was like wow that was really fun uh i i was also like it, it didn't feel like work, and and the work is joyous. But that's kind of knowing when to walk away from the painting is another Jim Hinkle uh, phrase that applies perfectly, not only to mixing a record, but to many things in life. Yeah, like, you know, definitely. It, it, it's because you can work on some things forever, and mm-hmm. if you're not improving it, you're not you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So you've got to learn how to finish. Yeah, learning uh, yeah. how to finish is yeah. as important as learning how to start. Yeah, it really is.
0: I think we should get Jim to maybe rewrite the Bible. <laughs> I, just, you know, I, just, I, I said before you know, I, said, I said before we, I said before we, we, we started that uh, I, I, uh, Paul had given a great quote of uh, Jim, Jim Hinkle's, uh, a quote that belonged to Jim. We were talking about Van Halen, and Jim had said that Van Halen had taken all the music out. And just left the rock. They had <laughs> boiled it down. They had boiled rock and roll down. They took all the music out and they just left the rock. And I said, and of course he said it, you know, better than that, but, uh, he had it, he had it in a little, little, nice little, okay. but, uh, when he said that, my jaw dropped. When Paul, you know, reiterated <laughs> what Jim had said, my jaw dropped. and said, that's it. That's what it is. Van Halen's just rock. Yeah. It's just hard rock. That's it, mm-hmm. and then again, and again, I, 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 we we don't speak about that Sammy whatever is whatever. Yeah. The, I, 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 I like his work ethic, and I, I, yes. I like his
2: tequila. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and you know, I, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm interrupting, but yeah, that guy works super hard. And, no, uh, sure, no question, and and he made a lot of people happy, and uh, you know, it, it's. I think that's there's transitions and bands that it's not the same as when it's the original guys. But if you're out there making people happy and you know, no question. Uh, no question. I, I, like I had yeah. fingers still tours. Yes. You know, no, I, I like it. It's like, <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I, I like this. I like to make people happy. I like yeah. the Sammy Hager, the Van Halen with the van. Halen. I like some of those ballad stuff. Yeah, like some, just because that was, that was, wow, I've never heard that. However, you don't take Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Michael Anthony, Alex, Eddie, you don't take that. And, steer out of the just rock thing that's that was just my yeah correct like like a like a like a great drummer walking to the microphone and saying well i'm going to stay here from now on no get back behind the kit you were born (laughs) to do that that's so that's just my my, that's 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 the cross i bear i carry that with me but it was just such such
2: a wonderful wonderful it's typical jim hinkle (laughs) uh, brilliant insight and assessment and you know and he's still you know it it's fun So it comes down to that, you know, the best thing I've heard about music uh, years ago, but uh, someone said, an artist I was interviewing to write an article on him said, well, there's really two kinds of music, kinds you like and kinds you don't. (laughs)
1: That's
2: right. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. And because I don't like it doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means like I'm happy for people. Uh, I won't give the list of bands that I don't like, but I'm happy that those bands entertain people that someone else likes it. You know, it's. Like, I go to a restaurant at all these places, all these awesome places, seems like macaroni and cheese is a brand new thing. And uh, like, wow, it's got lobster in it. I haven't had macaroni and cheese since it came out of a box. Uh, so, yeah. That <laughs> was surviving. But, but somebody loves it because there's now like, you know, macaroni and cheese connoisseurs walking around mm-hmm. the planet opening mm-hmm. restaurants. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll have the salad, please. Yeah. Salad,
1: <laughs> I have to ask you this while you're here, because yeah. I've, I've read articles about this and I've heard stories, but I never heard any, any of the guys who did this, uh, talk about it firsthand. The Chuck Berry show. Oh, wow. How'd, One of the best. What was that, that like? Life. And how did that come together?
2: Uh, well, Don Gomez, uh, rest in peace. who booked, uh, Rockefellers for years and just a legend in the business, uh, was a mentor and David Beebe worked for, uh, for Don and, he took a liking to us, and Chuck Berry in the early sixties figured out, like, I don't want I don't want a band, right? I don't want the overhead, you know, I don't want the hassles, and uh, so, and his work is so definitive. Of, like, it was a promoter's job to hire a band, and you know, with varying results. Uh, Keith Richards put a band together for him, right? Yeah, uh, Hell Rock and Roll, yeah, yeah. and um, and Chuck played everything in different keys, and yeah. uh, it was kind of a mess, yeah. But uh it was also beautiful. And yeah, it's uh, a great documentary, by but, the way. But we got a yes. call. Uh Don knew Banana Blender would would take it seriously, and we did. We worked up a. Pete Gordon came in and played with us because we had to have mm-hmm. piano and you know there's no better rock and roll piano what year player. Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight, okay. And uh it was at the Gallus and Mardi Gras and um it was it was just pure magic, but we worked up about a hundred tunes. There was no set wow. list no keys chucked in chuck walked in and played that chuck berry intro and pete and i were like see you know, across this giant stage <laughs> and just just hopped in and uh it was a beautiful experience i was a little bit nervous um it that doesn't really happen to me very often on stage but i just kind of had this moment a lightning rod moment of i bent down i tied my work boots and i said if you're nervous it, it's okay to be nervous but You got a bass guitar in your hands, <laughs> uh, and it was like, This is what I do, and uh, yeah. jump in, and, and the show was magical. Yeah, um, there were some songs that just the way you would play them, not like the records, and the records was a, was our reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did our homework, so everything would be immediate and top of mind. But I started, uh, I tried to learn as many of those Willie Dixon bass lines, uh, cool. and when you're trying to play acoustic bass. When Chuck Berry's playing loud electric guitar and there's a piano and drummers, he's way up high uh, playing all these high notes just so he could be heard on the record. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I played what ninety nine point nine percent of bass players would play on on a yeah. Johnny Be Good, and Chuck was just like, "No, no," he was yelling at me, really. And uh, I was, I, he was like, nah, "Just go bump, 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 bump" on the tonic for the twelve bar uh pattern and it was the most mind-blowing thing in the world and then i did it and i've got a great picture of it uh where i finally was like well play what chuck berry's playing uh, nobody's playing the record you know? yeah. <laughs> so right now we're playing with chuck berry and started doing the bump bump. bump and he goes ah, i love how that sounds That sounds so good wow and and that was beautiful and it just like blew my mind but it was uh and I still have no idea what key we did Memphis in, <laughs> uh, but I just knew that E flat sounded better most of the time than any other notes. So I just <laughs> stayed there, and his guitar was way out of tune. But it, uh, it was it, people loved it. It was great, and uh, and Chuck's just an amazing yeah. uh, was an amazing musician that did so much. And uh, yeah. I, I read a story that some rock and roll hall of fame with the E street band and special guests. I think Chrissy Hine was there and, uh, Bruce had backed him up in the early seventies and was that, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what songs are we playing? Chuck Berry songs. Yeah. All right. And they figure, you know, this televised rock and roll hall of fame stadium show. So there may be some organization. Chuck walks in five minutes beforehand. What songs are we going to play? Chuck Berry songs. (laughs) And he said that he, Would start a song and they'd figure out what key it was in, (laughs) and once the band would figure out what key it was in, he'd change keys. Right, and so that at the end of the show, the band was playing in six different keys, (laughs) and Chuck Berry duck walked off the stage, unplugged his guitar, and opted in his Lincoln and and cruised off. Right, and they were just saying, you know, these are he's like, we can play. I haven't sounded that terrible since I was thirteen, and it was perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. if he's doing that to, to Keith Richards and, mm-hmm. uh, and and Bruce Springsteen, uh, it was a great experience, and yeah. uh, I just treasure it. And uh, it, it was great, uh, yeah. just just pure joy. And it was just like that was a hundred proof or two hundred proof, whatever the highest proof is. Like yeah. that was all that that is as pure as rock and roll gets. Plug the guitar in. Go follow me. I'm Chuck Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fantastic, man. It was, it was, it was a thrill, thrill of a lifetime. It was such a cool thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really bummed I never got to see him play live. It just seemed for a while there, it just seemed like he was just never going (laughs) to die. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and
2: Banana Boner surprise. You, you guys know how it is. Staying up late at night, driving you, you'll. No subject is left
0: unturned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, We would have
2: adamant debates about the last two human beings uh, on the planet. We're going to be Jerry Lee Lewis and Chuck Berry, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and taking sides of who was going to do it. You know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, it's so intense and uh, and great. What it, and what I realized later with uh, the the Chuck Berry on that bump, ba mm-hmm. bump, bump, ba bump. Uh, that's the heartbeat. Oh, it, that's the heartbeat pulse. And yeah. he started, once I knew that I started listening back in the first, uh, say la Vie" is the first, the studio version has that baseline. It's the heartbeat and like my girl, da da da, da, da. there's a, a huge tradition of that. And that's, that's where music is. Music is the heart and the rhythm oh, of the heart. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's a ton of a ton of Chuck stuff that he that he's doing that, and I think that that's whether he was conscious of it or not. I I can't speak to, right. <laughs> but you know,
0: well, you can. Now he's not going to argue the, with it, you. Yeah, just well, yeah,
2: make it so. Well, the heart, the, <laughs> the heartbeat of music. You know, yeah. that that's what yeah. it is. The music is all around us, and it and it starts with the heart. Yeah, yeah.
1: Could not
0: beautiful,
2: agree more. beautiful.
1: Oh well, man, Alan, thank you so much. Of course. It's been fantastic.
2: Uh, great fun. And thank you for what you guys do, not only with the blaggers, but with Slappercast and being out and about. And, uh, it, it's great. You know, it's a beautiful live music community in Houston and, and thank you also for, you know, you guys, blaggers, Les Carnales, the bands the suffers that are touring out of Houston. Yeah. They're showing that magic outside of the town and it's important to show it here. But when you go on the road, uh, the oldest man does it. we got a hub in New York and Hoboken, New yes. Jersey. It, uh, we made friends all over the world. And it's like, and Archie Bell, mm-hmm. you know, the whole I'm Archie Bell. We're from, in the drills. We're from Houston, Texas. Uh, it, that was his response to the news coverage after JFK was shot. Many years later, he felt like people are bagging on my hometown in Houston. Is cool, folks. So yeah, take it from Archie Bell. That's right. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where, where can people find you online? Uh, online, yeah. AllenHillEntertainment dot okay. com. That's right. Yeah. Is uh, the best place to find me. And I run a booking agency. My day job is to get night jobs. So I'm <laughs> a I'm a match between private party bands and private party hosts, and uh, have a blast doing it. So That's anything right. music related, I'm yeah. in.
0: And, and, and th- yeah, we, we can also direct you. Anybody looking for wedding music for you know for you, you know like bringing the party
2: you, you know it, it, he's your one-stop shop i want to hear about your party yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and cool deal well thanks gentlemen so yeah, again, thank uh, you Alan. september 21st september 21st at cactus music and uh also later that night in austin at yeah. the austin continental club All and right. it's available online on all the streaming platforms, if you want to go meet cool people, go to a cool record store. They got my record. That's right. We we're very, yes. very lucky to have Cactus in Houston still. And Sig's so, Lagoon. Yes.
1: And, and what, sorry? Sig's Lagoon. And Sig's. Of course, yes. Continental. All right.
2: <laughs> cool, guys. Thanks a so bunch. Yeah. All right. Thank Thanks, you, Alan. Great time. Thank you. As a bass player, what I love, it's like it's about tones and vibrations, and the E that's at the octave on the biggest, fattest string is very different than the E. The same note, but the tones and the impact is totally different than the one at the second fret. Yes, and so yes. it's you know I, I I get that and I I do it and you know I have why is Alan above the twelfth fret? You know get that comment every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But again, being an artist, over,
0: if being an artist, we don't paint in the lines. We don't yeah. stay in the lines. Yeah, we exactly. Don't, and 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 again, if you're living above the if you're living above the seventh, if you're living above the twelfth, if you're, you know, if, if you're noodling constantly, uh, there are people that love to see that band. Yeah. You know, and our friend Roz Zamorano, the, you know, right. I, mean, yeah, uh, you yeah, know yeah. I mean, just killer. Band. I don't want to hear that shit though. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't want to hear a band with, with that. It, yeah. <laughs> with, with all, you know, everybody playing lead.
2: Yeah. You know, it's somebody has got to play the song and like Michael Anthony, like people are like, Oh, that's the luckiest guy in rock and roll. It like, no, he was number one. He was the best singer. Had his own shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the same thing with Ringo. They were like, they couldn't afford him, you know, was the whole deal of like, yeah. I don't know if I can, uh, this might be a bad career move. I'm in the hottest band in Liverpool and these guys, the Beatles want me to jump on board. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it's totally, um, you know, Michael Anthony, like somebody's got to play the fucking song. Yeah. You know, Eddie's not necessarily, yeah. actually, you know, it's not I'm, necessarily. And Daily David Lee Ross, like, yeah. You know? Gone. Yeah. Gone. yeah. So cool. it's, it's, you get that. I mean, I, I obviously get it, but people don't get what they don't get. So yes. it's kind of just like, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I love it. Uh, Paul Beebe was here a couple of weeks ago and he said uh, that Jim Hinkle said, he said they i going to fucking follow that trail. Uh, but Jim Hinkle said, took that, said that Van Halen took all the music. Hey. <laughs> Out of, out, out, of of, out of rock music. And he just and made they ju- it rock. They just laughed at, they just laughed at, and I just I said to myself, What a fucking genius thing to say. Because <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what Van Halen is. It's just fucking rock. And I think that David Lee Roth is the best front man of all time. Yeah. I am just, and I still listen to him talk and I say, That motherfucker, he's going to use up all the good, good sayings because he doesn't <laughs> stop fucking talking. Yeah. And he speaks in, he speaks in, not parables, but he speaks in sound bites, in radio sound bites. Yeah, and that motherfucker, he can keep he's your smart as yes, shit,
2: man. He's yes, smart as shit, beyond,
0: beyond bright. Yeah, and, and 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 to the point where I can understand why somebody like Eddie Van Halen would be, you know, they wouldn't get along because I, he's got a million notes to play. Yeah, right now, this second, and this <laughs> guy has got a, he's got, he's got a, he's got a fucking rock show to put on. Yeah, he says, you know, he says, you know, Van Halen is the party. He goes, I am the party. David Lee Ross says, I am. The, and he fucking is. Yeah. You know, if he walks out on the stage, that's all you're going to see. Yes, we go to see Eddie and yeah. Alex and, you know, and and And, and no discount
2: to them, but it's like those four guys are it. Yeah. You know?
0: So, but anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs>